You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Yes, it's the offseason. Yes, we don't have a game to preview, but we're still doing a little bit of crossover Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network, joined by host of Locked On Arizona Cardinals and sports talk radio host for Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix, Bo Brack. Bo, how you doing, my man? Doing great, man. I would have uh, been a little upset if you guys had come and kind of poached Cardinals' former head coach if the Cardinals didn't already fill their position. But uh, excited to talk some BA. I'm I'm happy for you guys down in the Bay. Well, we uh, we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, there's a there's a few detractors as there always are. You can't always please everyone, but for the most part, this is the most excited this fan base has been in a very very long time. Just because. Bruce Arians comes with that credibility. He comes with that coaching pedigree. We've seen his success, especially with the quarterbacks, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and of course in Arizona with Carson Palmer, who I I had a very close look. Um, I'm located pretty close to Cincinnati, so I I followed him relatively closely when he was with the Bengals. Um, Touch a little bit on what you saw with Bruce Arians as far as the quarterback position is concerned and how that's going to translate to Jameis Winston, because that's the big thing. That's the, if anybody can fix Jameis, it's Bruce Arians kind of narrative. Jameis has one year left to prove that he's the guy. So what is Bruce Arians going to be able to do for Winston and and this Buccaneers team? What is it? Uh, Bruce Arians' book that came out a year ago is called The Quarterback Whisperer. And some people can kind of poke holes in the quarterback whisper. Well, he whispers to quarterbacks who are already very talented, the Andrew Lux, the Peyton Mannings, the Ben Roethlisbergers. And then you look at, you know, bringing Carson Palmer to the desert and kind of uh, the resurgence that he experienced after coming over for a seventh round pick from the Oakland Raiders and having an MVP type season in 2015, 35 touchdowns. Yeah, he can certainly call himself the quarterback whisper, how things kind of puttered out once Palmer wasn't as healthy as the Cardinals would have liked in his final two seasons under center for the Cardinals. They had Drew Stanton and then Blaine Gabbert. I mean, he can't work miracles, but when you've got a guy as talented as Jameis Winston, I certainly think that Bruce Arians and his ability to be that quarterback whisperer will show up in Tampa Bay in the next couple of years. It's it's just Jameis Winston is exactly what Bruce Arians looks for in a quarterback. Just Big in stature, big strong arm quarterback that can stretch the defense, get it over the top. He's going to bring you some. He's going to pair Mike Evans with some speedy wide receivers who you probably already have. Probably keep Dosh, Deshaun uh, Jackson there in Tampa Bay now that BA's coming down there. He's he's just going to try to take the top off the defense, and it's going to be fun to watch. Jameis Winston, this is the best thing that could happen to him. You know, you mentioned Peyton Manning and some of the detractors of Bruce Arians' reputation as a quarterback whisperer, talking about how how blessed he's kind of been to be to to be saddled next to some of these great quarterbacks. And I, I mentioned this on a previous episode of ours. Uh, you know, Kelly Kelly Holcomb was in Indianapolis when BA was there with Peyton Manning, and and just real quick to kind of recap that 
I mean, this was a very young Peyton Manning, and Holcomb recapped a story when Peyton Manning would be so inside of his own head because we all know how cerebral he was as a, as a quarterback that Bruce Arians would be nervous that he was going to kind of mess himself up and kind of try a little bit too hard, sure. which is very, very similar to what Buccaneers fans have seen Jameis Winston do, which is essentially try too hard to be the hero, end up becoming the zero. So what BA used to do is actually in pregame warmups go up to him and kind of play mind games with him and kind of mm-hmm. be like, hey, kid, during practice this week, I didn't say it before, but your elbow was a little low. Maybe think about that. Because what it did is it forced Peyton to think about something else that was controllable versus thinking about the things that are uncontrollable. So even if he was blessed with, with coaching a great talent like Peyton Manning, that right there shows you uh, another quote that I found, right? It's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. <laughs> sure. Coach Arians gets the Jimmy's and Joe's of the guys that are on the field, and that's how he gets the best out of these guys. That's what it seems like anyway. Um, obviously, you've been closer to it than, than we have. Uh, but does that kind of fit? I mean, does that story kind of, I mean, does that really surprise you hearing that about uh, Bruce Arians? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, a lot of the time, sometimes you, you can get too far in between your ears. And Bruce Arians is brilliant as he is, as a, as a play caller, as an X's and O's guy, is he can simplify things down and he can, he can talk to people and make them and calm them down. And he has just the ability to relax his players, his coaches, his front office executives and really simplifying things. You, you have those, you have those quotes, those one-liners from BA and there, you know, he opens it up a couple years ago in his press conference. He's sexy and sexy, no risk it, no biscuit. I mean, the list goes on and on as far as one-liners. And those are to really kind of put, you know, whether it's the press core at ease or it's the players at ease, he certainly possesses that ability and kind of getting back to the, the people that the detractors, as far as Bruce Arians is concerned, it's like, He's kind of like the Bob Baffert of quarterbacks coaches. If you've got a thoroughbred, you're going to bring in the best guy to train that person. And that's why he's been fortunate enough to work with these big time quarterbacks. And guess what? It worked for those guys. Those guys are having Hall of Fame careers, whether it's Peyton Manning or Ben Roethlisberger, or we're getting to see Andrew Luck get back on track when he's healthy. So Bruce Arians is absolutely the right guy for Jameis Winston. Yeah, can he get him to relax a little bit, do less thinking on the field and more reacting. I think as far as his offense is concerned, that's the only options you have when you're out there on the field. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Bo, not to, not to get, so, so we talked a little bit about the past and about, and uh, Bruce Arians history, but obviously the Cardinals are part of his past, right? Which is why we brought you here. And Mm -hmm. one of your, one of your media peers there in, in Arizona, Dan Bickley wrote an article that I found basically talking about how Bruce Arians is looking for a coaching job or was, the Arizona Cardinals were looking for a head coach. It, it just seemed right, right? He's looking. He's trying to put the band back together, like so many people refer sure. to. The same GM is still is there. Like it, it was an opportunity to bring everybody. Larry Fitzgerald maybe is still playing. I don't know if there's a, any official word on that yet. It, it seemed like a really good fit for them to to reunite. And what Dan was kind of pointing at is it, it kind of brings up the question: Is was there more behind Bruce leaving Arizona than than everybody thought there was? What what is your take on on that? And are you do you feel slighted at all, or, or do fans in Arizona feel slighted at all about Bruce coming back and going to Tampa instead of returning to the Cardinals? Yeah, I'm going to simply say no, and I'll back that up a little bit. And, and Dan Bickley is a very talented writer. He was actually really the voice of Arizona sports, uh, a columnist for the Arizona Republic, AZ Central Sports. Now he's working over at our competitor at Fox Sports 910 Felix. He's over at Arizona Sports 98.7, the flagship for the Cardinals. 
And he, he likes to get a little sensational with some of the things that he says and just tries to uh, bring up some controversy. And you can kind of just follow the tea leaves. and You can look at the lack of success that the Arizona Cardinals had and Steve Kime had and say, hey, the writing was on the wall. And B.A. was just he was just trying to get out of a bad situation. And I absolutely disagree with that. It, I, I was sitting there. I was sitting feet from Bruce Arians. You know, hours after the Arizona Cardinals improved or even their record in 2017 to eight and eight with a win on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, knocking them out of the playoffs and really playing for just pride. And Bruce Arians had told his players in the locker room right after the game that he was done, that he was retiring. And those players gave him the respect to not even leak that to the press. Nobody said a word. We didn't know Bruce Arians was retiring until the next day, which is unheard of this day and age. And, uh, you know, he's sitting there and he's teary-eyed and he has a short press conference and says goodbye. And I just don't think that it would be as emotional as it was. And you couldn't fake, fake that. You couldn't dramatize that. It, it was serious. It was just a mutual parting of ways. And it just kind of worked out that way. When you look at Bruce Arians' tenure, five years in the desert, 49-30-1, by far the best tenure of any head coach since this franchise moved to Phoenix in the late 80s. I mean, it was just one of those things where it, it, it ran its course. And maybe a, a new voice in the locker room for the Cardinals is what they were looking for. And we talk about the 2015 team that went to the NFC Championship game, the Carson Palmer MVP caliber year. Um, they get routed 49-15. to 15, And ever since that game, it, things just weren't the same. And maybe his voice had just run stale after that. And um, it, it, it's... It's 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 fair. I think it's fair, but I really don't think Bruce Arians retiring last year. I think he truly, with all the health scares he had. I mean, this is a guy that had a little cancer cut out of his kidney at one point. This is a guy that had to be taken off the practice field during a joint practice in San Diego a couple of years ago and taken to the hospital. And he had some serious health scares, and I'm sure his wife Chris was not too happy about it. And uh, it was just one of those ones where he needed to kind of take some time off from coaching. And after a disastrous 13 and 13 year, it was was also not a get the band back together situation here in the desert. The Cardinals need to find their rebuild. I mean, this is their two teams that, yeah, they finished similar in the standings between the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are so far away from where Tampa Bay is in a personnel standpoint than than where the Cardinals are. So I I just think it was more mutual than maybe Dan Bickley wants to point out. Uh, And and it certainly adds for uh, more drama and more sensationalism as far as getting clicks on a website. But uh, I I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. There there are some things that you can point your fingers at as far as the Cardinals organization is concerned. But as far as driving Bruce Arians away and just trying to get out of a bad situation and go to the broadcast booth for a season before returning to the sidelines, I, I'm not buying it. Bo, you, you, you've used the phrase, get the band back together. And of course, that's a popular phrase anytime you see a head coach uh, you know, go to, a, go to a new team and, and bring back some, some coaches that he's worked with before. But to me, it can go beyond that. It can go to the roster. And you look at some of the guys that Bruce Arians and his staff have have been familiar with. You look at a guy like Tyron Matthew, who's going to be a free agent and obviously has has a a, a deep love for for Bruce Arians and what he did for him in Arizona. And earlier you mentioned the possibility of the Bucks keeping Deshaun Jackson because of the way Bruce Arians likes to run his offense. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think Deshaun Jackson is is upset about what transpired in Tampa. I don't think he gets along with Jameis Winston very well. And at a $10 million price point, his his productivity does not meet the you know the the contract. However, John Brown is going to be a free agent, and he's that kind of guy that can open up the offense, take the top off the defense. But I saw something on on Twitter that in the last year that that Bruce and John Brown had together, things didn't go so great. Can you kind of expand on that, or is that just kind of more of a a guess than, than something that actually transpired? No, I think you're absolutely right. And kind of looking into that, John Brown was a guy that uh, had just a rare, was it autoimmune disease that was discovered and they really didn't know how to handle it. Uh, whether it was the training staff, they misdiagnosed it the previous season. They thought they had figured things out in the off season. He comes back and then next thing you know, John Brown is still dealing with health issues and just couldn't get right the entire 2017 season. And that was a huge, huge part of the Arizona Cardinals and where they fell flat as far as the 2017 season when they wanted to return to playoff contention after a 7-8-1 and one season, they end up going 8-8. Eight and eight. And John Brown, his inability to get on the field because of whether it was uh, an injury or whether it was just his health and that a disease that he was fighting, um, that, that played a big role. And John Brown, they had high expectations for this guy to be, uh, maybe it's crazy for him to be the, your number two wide receiver, but that was the expectation. He had Larry Fitzgerald, who had gotten back into being a star wide receiver of this team in the slot, something that Bruce Arians had had him switch to from being on the outside most of his career. And it just, I mean, it was a resurgence for Fitz, 100 catches uh, in almost every season under Bruce Arians. And then you had John Brown on the outside, that guy could, that, take the top off the defense and he's perfect he would be a perfect replacement cheaper younger than Deshaun Jackson I, I only bring up Deshaun Jackson because he just kind of strikes me as the perfect BA receiver one more question for you about the offense obviously Byron Leftwich began to have some success in Arizona when he took over as offensive coordinator in, in 2018. It wasn't a great season for the Cardinals, obviously, but you start to see him do some good things. You start to see him utilize David Johnson uh, much more effectively than he was being used earlier in the season. What can Buccaneers fans expect from Byron Leftwich, who is still very young, um, who is going to be the offensive coordinator now under Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. We hope Byron Leftwich and, you know, the ineffective offense that finished dead last in the NFL 32nd overall out of 32 teams was just a product of the offensive line was absolute just cr- trash. It was terrible. It was awful here in, in Arizona. It's, it was the culmination of bad draft picks, bad free agent signings by Steve Keim, uh, Justin Pugh, your big free agent acquisition, he couldn't stay healthy. DJ Humphrey is a guy that you took in the first round. He couldn't stay healthy for a second consecutive st- season at the left tackle position. You had your uh, y- one of your leaders, your center, and AQ Shipley go down in training camp to a torn ACL, so you had a starting rookie center the entire season. So you never had an offensive line. You had Mike McCoy come in here who was just a complete fraud and who wasn't who he said he was during the interview process, during the press conference process. He, he preached he was this guy that was going to make adjustments, and he was just the same guy that he was just going to run like a Big Ten offense 
where it was three yards and a cloud of dust. And that was not the correct way to utilize David Johnson at the time. What B.A. was able to do was utilize a guy like David Johnson in the run in the pass game. He would split him out, and it was just incredible what B.A. was going to do. When Byer Leftwich came into the offensive coordinator, the play-calling position, is he was able to kind of go back to some of the old B.A. philosophies as far as utilizing David Johnson. And things got better they weren't perfect and that also might be on David Johnson who didn't look as spry as he did in the 2016 season where he scored 20 touchdowns coming off a wrist injury you thought he would have looked a little quicker than he did this season but David Johnson the the offensive line issues you got a rookie quarterback you got to hope much like Josh Rosen that this year was not just a product of who Byron Leftwich is a play caller, who Josh Rosen is as a quarterback. I don't think that they got a real fair shot out of it. There was a lot to kind of fix when they sent Mike McCoy packing after seven weeks as offensive coordinator. Everything he installed, it's almost like, yeah, Byron Leftwich can't completely undo that just for the fact that they have so many games. You're doing this on the fly. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't think Byron Leftwich got a fair call at it. Byron Leftwich, though, you guys are going to love him down in Tampa Bay. He's, he's one of those guys where the game just comes to him naturally. And Bruce Sarians was pretty persistent in his pursuit of Byron Leftwich when he had retired. Leftwich wasn't sure he wanted to coach, but B.A. kept tack, uh, up contact with him and uh, made sure to bring him in first as an, inter- as an intern, then as a quarterback's coach. And now I think he's going to be just fine as a play caller. It's probably going to take some time, though. He's probably going to need some seasoning, but I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think we're all really looking forward to the preseason and kind of see because everybody's gonna have their kind of their assumptions. There's already talks. Uh, some some Bucks fans are concerned about whether Coach Bowles is gonna stick to a three four or anything yeah. like that. And, and I kind of uh, I haven't written anything about it, but I kind of reminded some of the folks I've talked to is one of the biggest attractions of this coaching staff to for Tampa themselves for the franchise was the fact that this is a staff that's kind of known for being able to adjust their scheme for their talent. So sure thinking that Coach Bowles is going to come in and say, no, guys, I don't care what you're good at. We're running a 3-4 no matter what. I don't think that's really uh, an accurate way of looking at it. So I have a quick free agent question, and James is yeah. really mad at me for asking this question. I think I know the answer. Who's more likely to sign with the Buccaneers now that Bruce Arians is their head coach? Tyron Matthew or Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> I think that that's an easy Tyron Matthew. It's yeah. an easy Tyron Matthew. I just Tampa is just not somewhere where... I envision Larry Fitzgerald, who spent 15 seasons here in the desert, finally saying, okay, I'm going to make my way out of the place that drafted me, where I've become a star, where I've just become the face of not only sports, but transcended that and just been a face. Uh, I mean, he was a guy that spoke at Senator John McCain's funeral. I mean, he's just the face Mm -hmm. of State 48 in Arizona. I just... I can't imagine he would just go there for an opportunity to play a season once again under Bruce Arians. It, even though Bruce Arians did so much for him, but the Honey Badger going to going to Tampa Bay, that's more intriguing. And uh, I mean, I think he'll probably go where the, the price is right as far as Matthew's concerned. But I, I can see that certainly him joining Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich is some of the guys coming from Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona area to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm being real about it, Matthew is is the target that I've I've kind of got in mind. Uh, James has kind of convinced me, you know, otherwise. But uh, yeah, unless I'm playing Madden, honestly, seeing Larry Fitzgerald outside of a Cardinals <laughs> uniform probably wouldn't even feel it's right. Odd. 
I, I, I'm not bought in on, on Tyron Matthew, though. I mean, I, I know he's going to get a big payday. I just, seeing it, he played every snap in his final season here for the Arizona Cardinals coming off a bad ACL injury, but he just wasn't making the plays that he used to make. I, I just think as far as he's concerned, he's playing out of position sometimes. He's he's not as big as you would want your safety to be. Mm-hmm. I think that he just had a the wear and tear of the NFL. I think the rigors of that is already taking its toll on a guy like Tyron Matthew. I think buyer beware on Matthew at this point. Yeah, no, you definitely have a point. I know, I mean, even in Houston, like he wasn't, you know, he's he's not the honey badger that uh, a lot of people saw on the market when when Houston grabbed him. It's, uh, you know, he was effective enough. And I, I think I, I've seen some reports say Houston, you know, definitely wants to keep him now. It doesn't mean they're going to because wanting to keep you and being willing to pay what you want to be paid to keep you are uh, two different things, as we all know. But yeah, interesting stuff to see what will happen there. Definitely some some free agent names that are connected to the team. You're 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 there in Arizona, so yes. every everybody in Florida, all of our listeners, you know, from who even aren't in Florida, we got we had a, we had some downloads in Denmark earlier, uh, which is cool. Cliff Kingsbury, what's uh, most people are confused, and, and some people are actually uh, just straight up trashing the decision and the hire. What what's your <laughs> thoughts? Uh, so do I have to explain the Kingsbury hire to the Dutch? Is that, is that what I have to do in it right now? I mean, if you know how to speak their language, <laughs> I mean, go by all means. Go ahead. I'm not going to know what you're saying. So it might it might make more sense at this point. I you know I don't know. That's that's the one thing that you really have to be excited about as as Buccaneers fans or people that follow them is when they can when they started putting together their list of candidates. It didn't include guys like Zach Taylor, quarterbacks coach for the Los Angeles Rams, or Cliff Kingsbury. You could already you could follow those tea leaves easily, and it was. We want to find Sean McVay 2.0. And this, for Steve Keim, a guy who a lot of people would argue, even myself, probably shouldn't be in the position he still is in as far as general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. He's taking a massive swing, swinging for the fences. And as I mentioned, the offense, which was terrible, was 32nd, dead last in the NFL last season. They were looking for their next offensive guru. They didn't really care if it was going to have any experience behind it, so they didn't look at anybody that, you know, they did bring Jim Caldwell in, but I think that was, who knows? I mean, I hope that wasn't just to appease the Rooney rule, but he was a guy that had an offensive background. But Cliff Kingsbury, this is the closest thing they they can get to Sean McVay. Steve Keim, it's not on record, but Chris Cooley, former tight end for the Washington Redskins, when he was in radio in the Washington, D.C. area, he reported that Steve Kahn was very interested in Sean McVay when he was offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins. And he was interested and he wanted McVay to actually be the successor for Bruce Arians. Arians ends up staying one more year. McVay goes to the Rams and Kahn is left there after Arians retires with not really any options in the 2017 I'm sorry the 2018 NFL coaching class so I guess this is him trying to get right on that and uh for me as far as somebody that covers the team I mentioned Caldwell this is way more interesting than a Jim Caldwell hire would be is it going to work out ah I I don't think so uh I mean a guy that went 35 and 40 in the Big 12 uh, worst re- worst winning percentage even in the conference, but thirty five and forty overall. Uh, I know it's tough to recruit Lubbock, Texas, but still, you had Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield and Davis Webb as your quarterback, and you couldn't win more than eight games at any point during your six season tenure. I just 
I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong on that, but it certainly brings intrigue. It's certainly way more interesting than the Steve Wilkes hire almost a year ago. Uh, looking forward to the press conference tomorrow. I know my wife is excited about the Cliff Kingsbury hire and as, as are Valley women, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it, it's going to mean it's, it's tough to get worse than three thirteen. I think he's going to have a longer leash than Wilkes did. It's going to be really interesting. This is going to be a fun off season for the Cardinals you got Kingsbury in the fold. Bowles looks like he's off the table. I think it's imperative that you pair Kingsbury with a veteran defensive coordinator. If you're going off the Sean McVay blueprint, they brought in Wade Phillips. So who's that guy? Is it Chuck Pagano? Is it going to be, I don't know about Vance Joseph. Is it a guy like Rex Ryan? Is Marvin Lewis available? But there's certainly Greg Williams with the Browns, or formerly the Browns. It's going to be interesting. Uh, that's what I like the best is there's a lot of interest around the Cardinals, their ample cap space and high draft picks. It's going to be a fun off season. Yeah. It was a interesting change of gears between coaches. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's been interesting there in Arizona. So, <laughs> so uh, good news for you guys is you have an off season, you know, probably chuck full of stuff to, to talk about at least. Absolutely. I mean, for that's for us, that's, I mean, you, you can, you can, we were talking about this offseason, unfortunately, with this team as, as early as week seven. I mean, it, it was just that bad. And, you know, the, the executives, the president, the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell admitted that he felt like he knew from the very get-go, uh, the very opening of the 2018 season, like Steve Wilkes might not be the guy and everybody else saw it. So this is something that's been been talked about for a while on our Locked On Cardinals podcast and we're excited to really just kind of dig our heels in and see what else is coming down the pike with the Cardinals. All right, Bo, one more before we wrap things up. You know, Bruce Arians is is uh, such a, a fun coach to watch, and, and people have watched the the football life on him. And and for those that have Amazon Prime, they watch the All or Nothing, and and he's as you said, he's he's a one liner machine. You know, similar to that of of John McKay back in the original Buccaneers days, who was just crushed it with these one liners. What is personally your favorite moment having interacted with with Bruce Arians, or or a moment that that wasn't you know broadcast all over television that that you know about that when you when you think of your favorite Bruce Arians moment in Arizona this is the the story that pops in your head that our listeners probably have no idea ever happened man i just thought he was we would just have bruce arians quotes during our daily radio show here on fox sports 910 he was just he would just produce him on a Every day he stepped in front of a microphone. He would he would give you something that you would be playing later on on your radio show. And uh, you know, a lot of it you can't say. I don't even know. We've got the uh, explicit on locked on card uh, locked on podcast. Can we say anything? Uh, any four letters? Uh, I mean, should- we we have a bleep <laughs> button. Well, I mean, he's, he's you know he says uh, Bruce Arians. He said. We're in the penthouse now. No, we're in the uh, bleep house in a minute. He, he just, he's, you know, he's got the risk it, no biscuit. He, he would always drop a four letter word in every post game press conference, win or lose. I, you know, I, 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 nothing really stands out. I, I just remember him also talking about some of the players in Bill. You could just tell he was using those moments in the press conference to build up the confidence or really call out some players. And you guys are going to notice this as, as he's coaching the bucks next season is he strategically calls out players 
and he'll do it like they had a cornerback here named Justin Bethel, and he he said one day he thinks he's the best cornerback on the team when Patrick Peterson is on the roster. And then the same, the next, the like weeks down the line, he says that Justin Bethel is a failure in progress. And it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things. He's, he's never short on, on things to say about any of his players. And he uses them either to build the guys up. He gave the uh, offensive tackle, uh, DJ Humphreys, a first round pick out of Florida. Um, he gave him the nickname knee deep because that's how far you had to put your foot up his behind to get your point across to him in his rookie season. So that's all just little bits and pieces of Bruce Arians, uh, who, who is absolutely good for a quote each and every practice. All right. Well, Bo, we certainly appreciate some of your time tonight and, and allowing some of our listeners uh, more insight into the, the guy that is now going to be steering the ship in Tampa. And, and after four consecutive bad hires, hopefully Bruce Arians is that guy that gets this team back on track. Um, of course, you have your your show there on on Fox Sports nine ten. Where can where can all the listeners find you and and your work and can pick your mind at, at more of these Bruce Arians questions? Yeah, absolutely. Just the easiest way to find me phonetically on Twitter at Bob Rack. That's uh that's just Bob Rack right there on Twitter at Bob Rack on Twitter. Follow or listen to our podcast Locked On Cardinals. Myself and my co host Alex Clancy. We differ so far on so many of our opinions as far as the Cardinals are concerned. It's just a just a grudge match every time we turn on the microphones where we disagree on which direction the team should go. It's fun to get in there. We love to hear from our listeners. We have love to hear from Locked On podcast listeners all across the league. Uh, so that's the best place you can find me, at Bob Rack on Twitter. Easiest place to just find all the stuff, we're, all the content we're churning out over here. All right. Well, and again, Bo, thank you so much for some of your time. And of course, you all can check out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. I wish somebody would have told me, babe, that these would be the good old days. All the love you will forget. I didn't think I had the answers. Wish I didn't drink all of that black.